have been fixed big oh good grief okay well here we go we're back live <laughs> so uh i just started the recording uh but we are still live streaming so we are we are live right now it is the all right well I, hey I, I we're style. live now what's up everybody if you couldn't hear us before we're back in at pro football pod you've got austin you've got coach we're all hanging yeah. out. We had a great summer, had some time off. We had a great discussion on D-Hop, Dalvin Cook, seeing where they're going. So consensus on what that is is nobody fucking knows. Nobody has a clue. It's I mean, really, it's what it is. Cook. They're both veterans. They're going to go where the veteran teams are worth it. I think Cook goes to the Bills. Hop comes on to Dallas. All right, I, I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. Or right? the Chiefs. I don't think I don't think that he goes to the Bills because of his little brother. I think that what Alexander Madison's career has been going through for his first five years is exactly what James Cook is gonna go through for the next two or three if Dalvin's there. Dalvin is about to take whoever is the starting running back at wherever he goes and make them the not the starter. Like, that's why I don't think that the Cowboys look at him either, because Tony Pollard is who they want as their guy. They yeah. don't want someone else. They don't care about anything. That's why they, they only care about Tony Pollard. So I That's think why that I don't know the, why they wouldn't keep Zeke just for that bowling ball factor, you know, in the end zone. Now, the Patriots line. are notorious for having that multi-back system and just running and running and running the ball. So even though they have Ramondre Stevenson's, I think that Dalvin could still go there with D-Hop. I don't see that we're live on Twitch right now. Okay. We're live. We're live now. We're back in here. We got the audio issues fixed. Pro football pod. Man, we're just, you know, you take a summer break off and then you come back and you literally, I'm stumbling over words. We're, we can't figure out the audio issues over here. It's been one month. Austin's wearing Cowboys stuff. I mean, everything's just going wrong. But <laughs> You never wear Cowboys stuff, dude. Ever. Like, you always have something else on. Even, like, the hat that you wear. This is the start of a new season, baby. This could I thought about going the fins, start. Fins you did, bro. You got your hat on. Well, I mean, I'm always going to wear the fins. Don't, that's what I'm saying. Don't ever forget, bro. Um, and what you got, yeah. Justin? You got little Grogu in the background for us and little Dolphin. I see you. Yeah, you changed yeah, things. Gracie painted up, that. Justin. Gracie you painted the yoke. No the... Yo, way lying, she painted bro. that. Yeah. Is that like a stencil? Yo, shout out. And like she, she like went like, to a class with like my mom at one point. Like somebody drew it, and then she just like looked up and like did all of that. But she drew it herself. Okay. She didn't trace it or anything. She drew it. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like, like someone else of, drew it for her, and then she like. No, well, like, somebody drew in. like a picture, and then she and then looked she up drew the it picture off of that, and drew, like like yeah. people do. Damn, that, yeah. bro, that's impressive. <laughs> like, yeah, she's just, awesome. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'll say it like this. <laughs> I couldn't do that. That's why I'm so impressed. Austin's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm saying. Like, that is something that you could give me a year and all the paint in the world, and I still you would be, be like, What is that, that thing, bro? Like, never. I would never be able to. Yeah, ever. It's good. So, That's like, good wow, is so that flubber? Huh? I said you would think it would be flubber. 
If he if he drew it. <laughs> if I drew it, yeah. Clever. That's yeah. a great movie. Great callback. Got you. Hey, R.I.P. All right, so we've discussed Dalvin and D Hop. Nobody knows where they're going. If you missed it, the discussion, <laughs> well, we're back in here. So, you know, we're just going to. I think everyone, uh, missed, what about, everyone Austin missed thinks he's going to Buffalo. Colby disagrees. I think ultimately he ends up in Miami or possibly the New York Jets. So basically, Whoa, Dalvin's going to end up in the AFC East. The Jets and the Dolphins have been the two most rumored teams for him. The Jets, but how? They have two good running backs. They've mm, also got Aaron Rodgers, and they're going absolutely all in on two seasons. I feel them vibes. I feel them vibes. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't blame them, like, especially because Brees is coming back from the ACL, so you don't know exactly when he'll be 100% again. So why not replace him with Dalvin Cook for a little bit? And then when he does come back you have probably the best one-two running back punch in the NFL. So, yeah, that would be good for the playoffs. Like, it would make sense if he went to the Jets. Do they have the kind of cap space to bring him in? They have enough cap space to bring him in, yeah. Well, shit, what are we we talking about here? Cap space is a myth. They can maneuver it however they need to. I read a thing today that uh, Stephen Ross had six players convert their money into, like, signing bonuses so that he could sign Jalen Ramsey. Like, six Dolphins. He hit up and was like, yo, we're going to get Jalen Ramsey. You mind uh, taking your money in a different way? They all said, fuck yeah, we're getting Jalen Ramsey. I think that people have started to talk about how good the Dolphins are, but they're super afraid to like hype us up in the way that the Chargers and the Bills got hyped up last year. But that's what should be happening right now. Like if I people feel, aren't well, excited. People, last year y'all did y'all did get that hype towards y'all. And like people definitely respect <coughs> you guys, but like everyone knows, you know, your quarterback's made a paper, so like as long as he don't rip, bro hey, good. He no got a thick neck now. For the disrespect. All no, no, no. I'm not disrespect. I, I try to smoothly get through that. Has some issues staying on the field. You yes. don't have to say he's made of paper. Paper boy. That's just blatant disrespect. It's not needed. <laughs> paper boy. Oh, I mean, Austin, I could say horrible. that Dak got hurt because he fell off his sleep number bed the wrong way. Like, I mean, these are just issues that you have. Hey, that's probably true, honestly. that made You think saw about just his going... ankle get snapped on live television on a Thursday night. Everyone, the whole world saw it. The, you know, the sleep number got him wrong. He was sleeping on a 75. He should have been sleeping on a 60. I mean, come 69. on, bro. He's got to know sick. Yes. Okay. Sorry that you win. All right. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, any other free agents uh, that are notable, like besides Zeke and and the D Hop and and Zeke D Hop Dalvin. Uh, I mean, Julio Derek Jones is still Henry. out there trying to kick it. Jarvis Landry did he still sign with the Saints? Did he go anywhere? I think he signed. I, with I the think Saints. he's. I don't think he did. Did he? No. Uh, that's about so. it as far as that. I mean, Derek Henry. looking through, I mean, Derek Donovan Smith, they Taylor Lewan, uh, yes. out there as offensive tackle still. Connor McGovern, Elijah Wilkinson, Michael Schofield still out there as, you know, guards. No main players Jadavian for like Clowney, Bud Dupree, Justin Houston, Yo, Leonard Clowney. These guys are all free agents right now? Yeah, they're all still free agents. Yeah, we, Bud Dupree's we just asking for list. too much money. He's asking for way too much money. As soon as he 
Bud Dupree's a good talent, man. He was amazing whenever he played with Pittsburgh at being that outside linebacker. He should be picked up. He just got paid way too fucking much money. Oh, shit. Way too much. So nobody wants him that with that much. And Marcus Marcus Peters is still out there, too, as far as, like, defensive backs go. He'll be a solid corner. I wouldn't be shocked, though, for him to be, like, him to go back to Baltimore in, like, a one-year deal. Yeah, they're yeah. they're doing something different over there. Have y'all tuned into what they've been putting out on YouTube? No, they're giving you a little. It's it's almost like a YouTube version of a uh, what's that? Hard knocks, you know? Yeah, a few the, like, teams do that. Things. Like the Jets have yeah, one too, called Jets. like One Jets Drive or something. Carolina like Panthers like, have hard knocks this year. They're, I thought I heard that they didn't want it, but they were like being forced to do it. That's not good for them. That's the rumor, y'all, but though. it still hasn't been announced. Apparently, this is the longest they've gone without announcing who's going to actually be the uh, team for Hard the Lions, nobody it wants was it. huge for them last year. It was huge Yeah, but for no, the Lions. nobody wants it, and nobody wants to watch the Lions again. And nobody as wants far to watch as, yes. Like, the teams that they can force, like, they can force the commanders to do it, but Ron Rivera has That's come out and said, like, when the Panthers did it, he hated it. So, like, yeah. nobody wants to do it. I honestly... I try forcing Bill Belichick to do it. I would think that the Dolphins would be a team to where Mike, would Dan- I don't, Mike McDaniel I don't would be like, though, fuck I don't, bring somebody in. I don't you guys want know to that you don't need talk it. about Tua it. the whole time. I don't want to hear it. No, I, but it no, would be more... It would be just that, Tua. They're going to talk about someone, other people coming in and doing other things, other players and stuff. It, you'll oh, get your man. Tua spotlight. He's going to get hit. But He's going like, to fall be over. Like one episode. And they're, oh, my God. He's going to trip in the locker room. room. I, can't, I can't deal with it. No, thank you. No, thank you. He's going to be oh, playing someone in ping pong, and he's going to trip. And then they're, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, he broke his neck. Like, oh, he's fine. Like, I'm done. So, uh... <laughs> any other uh, viable news I know that we've been gone for a month and what's crazy is absolutely fucking nothing has happened like in yeah, the entire month. like the biggest news was Fourth like the whole it basically if you're in the NFL the safest bet is to not bet like at all just don't bet which North Carolina just legalized sports gambling so by January 8th we're gonna have it so all the Panthers players next year are going to be suspended and oh, all that, that means i'm gonna to have to drive across the state line to hit those super boost up because you know they're gonna be putting those out like crazy because they always do well, i did not it whenever just they did it for virginia they too. might they Quick might little drive easy hundred bucks the prop betting and the things that like tennessee doesn't legally have they might have so like the super bowl uh bets on like the coin toss and things like that that type of stuff should might be available too. I'm not really sure. I didn't read like the bill, but uh, it's exciting it's that we're gonna have it. I mean, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> It'll take your life away. If you uh, if you have any problems with gambling, just make sure to call one eight hundred gambling. Yeah, Austin, you did you call that number? Because you haven't sent me a bet in like two months. Yeah, because football's Ooh, been wait. there hasn't been no sport. That doesn't matter. Baseball. You were sending me baseball, hockey, Korean baseball tennis i know i went to a dark place man i just wanted to go get a little therapy action before the season starts you know and i'm back i'm saving up i'm going to get ready i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna conquer baseball is actually awesome because it played at the time i'm sleeping so i either wake up to a win or a loss so like it's either just like hey i won some money last night or it's like oh damn it okay well that's what i get for betting korean baseball 
That's it's also tough going to sleep with the live Shout out Dinos. Like that. Some of their team names are awesome. One of the teams is Di- the Dinos. That's sick. That would have been Almost better as good than the Washington as the, Commanders. Yeah. Seattle Dragons. But yeah, like fire. you said, not, not shit's happened. I mean, uh, the NBA, if you were going to shift over there real quick, they added an in-season tournament, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Which what, it's the all going to be done November by the time 12th we can vet. through December 9th. By the time we can actually bet in North Carolina, the whole tournament's going to be over. Yeah, so that sucks. Sick. Yeah, that'll be yeah. good. But you can bet the All-Star game, so Super that'll Bowl. be fun. Super Bowl Super will Bowl. be live. That's what's going to yeah. matter. They're going to make a billion one. dollars. I can't wait. Yeah, that'll be a big one. I mean, the biggest uh, news in the training NBA... training camp's are about to start up. The, it, it sure is. But that biggest news, though, in the NBA, I mean, you can't skip over that. Damian Lillard, he's literally saying, I'm only going to Miami. That's wild. What that Portland's is, asking wild. for is The like leverage NBA much. players have is very, very heavyweight. He's been playing with them and been like taking these deals where he's only playing with them his whole career. So I think that like Portland is also, if they're dicks to Damian Lillard, then all of their fans are going to hate them because everyone loves Damian Lillard. How could you not? I love him and I'm not even a Portland fan. And like, I mean, he is like the NBA right now. I mean, the guy shoots the ball. He's 33. And like in. he's still, he's still not that old. And I remember whenever he was in like his sophomore year, he did every single event for the All Star uh, break. He did the dunk contest. He did the three point contest. He did the um, Rising Stars event. He did every single event. Like that's who Damian Lillard is. He's a fucking baller. I he can't wait is to the be definition the of a dog. Like him and Jimmy Butler's oh. mentality oh, together. Man, like I, that's that's why. Like in our group chat, like they were talking about how they didn't want like Marcus Smart or Draymond Green, and I was like, Do you understand the team we would have? The Miami Heat, if they had Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard, Marcus Smart, and Draymond Green on that on that squad, like that, that is the bad boys Pistons reunited like they exactly. would just kick people in the throat every game like hey which one of us getting oh no <laughs> and justin will be back Wait. in just a moment <laughs> I just punched him out of there all right oh i so... hear what he's saying though uh like they're they're just gonna be oh, extremely yeah. aggressive like there's there's not a lot that anybody's really going to be able to do. Kicked out this game. I'll take a knock. <laughs> oh, you there? <laughs> Are we fixed? Are we good? Yeah, I'm yeah, good. yeah. You're I've back. been good you're on back. my side. No, you I've haven't. Been good on my <laughs> no, side. I've you haven't, everything. dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, me and me and Austin, you were just kind of like uh like stuck in place. So, uh, yeah. But exactly, bad boys of uh, basketball. I'm. I think that it would have been great as well. I understand why people hate Draymond Green, but it's it's hard for me to understand them because he plays so hard. He played the five um, for most of his career at six foot eight, like six foot nine. Like how do you, how does anybody supposed to do that? If you watched him this season, I mean, it was just so sad to watch. Like he just can't make. There's a, a big difference. And he's like, not a shooter. His defense though. was like, off. And- that's whenever they made all those runs early that's where he he was doing both he was making the three and then he was also putting like hardcore defense down 
but he was so, never like really a driver and like yeah but sometimes you can just tell when it's there someone's time you know and he just yeah, needs to step that. back and be a number you know a secondary player on another team maybe you know even the uh the warriors maybe I think that them letting Jordan Poole go was kind of nuts, but I don't think that we should. Well, talk that's about because of Draymond. That's because of Draymond. They're yeah. getting in All fights right. during practice. Moving on. So uh, let's get into these award predictions here, fellas. Let's. Uh, we're gonna start off here. Coach of the year. Let's run down the list here for us here. Austin, who you got for your coach of the year this year? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Okay. Okay. We'll dive into that there. Colby, who are you rocking with this year? D'Amico Ryan's uh, first year coaches get it a lot, especially if they can like turn around a team that was ass. So I think that he has a really high opportunity. Okay. Okay. And I've got, um, and now I'll explain this because it also at the end of my list will make sense, but I've got Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach, coach of the year. So, uh, Austin, why did you uh, – what makes you think Dan the man Campbell? Which I do like that pick. He was he was, was up there for me as far as He my was guys. a candidate last year. Yeah, that's that's part of why. He was a candidate last year and of what he's doing this year, you know, what he did in the draft and what he's doing and what he what he put into these, these players' heads. Like, makes you want to run through a wall, and these players want to play for him. If and the Lions the kind of win their I division, I could easily see it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think they have. I mean, a who else is going to win that through. division? Like the Bears, Minnesota would. If the Minnesota, if everything clicks, like I mean, for all we hate on Kirk, I mean, he still he puts up numbers. Like he just every year, if your quarterback were to put up the stat line Kirk put up, you would not be mad at it. Like for no. all we want to hate on Kirk, he's not that bad. So for me, it's their defense last year was terrible. So That's terrible, like, but their terrible. offense, their offense, and now they've got Ryan Flores running that defense. True. So, like Minnesota, I could see that Minnesota should be the favorite. Now, the Lions to me would be a good betting team to do it with because you're probably getting better odds with them. So, and part of a couple things happen wrong for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson goes out. Jordan Addison doesn't pan out as quickly as they think he does. Something then they're, what are they going to do? And you they already have Eric, receivers for Detroit uh, suspended. They let like, their linebackers start the season go. Off. Minnesota did. I, I don't like Uh-oh. that. They, they let their – yes, he's gone. They let him go Eric for Hendricks. agency. Yeah. He's, he was their best player on a shitty defense, and he was the only star that they had. Him and uh, Donnell Hunter. Now, Donnell Hunter, I think, is their going run to, defense else... wasn't the problem. It was their pass defense. Like they Which had to is where Eric Hendricks. That's where he. Like, he was, was a great coverage linebacker. Yes, I, he... I do see what you're saying. I agree. They just couldn't afford to pay him what he was worth at that time. So they can't afford anybody because they're paying their quarterback this guaranteed deal, and Justin they're about Jefferson's to have to pay got Justin a Jefferson. Huge deal coming down the pipe. Yeah, exactly. So like, I went Hendricks with Mike is. McDaniel. Because he's basically Troy Polamalu linebacker. Yeah, he, he's up. got the hair. He's yeah. got the hair. Plays <laughs> uh, like it too, though. I went with Mike McDaniel because if – and the asterisk here, and it's the whole thing with the entire Dolphins season. If Tua is healthy, I think the Dolphins have a strong chance on winning the division, regardless of Aaron Rodgers, regardless 
of Buffalo. I think the Dolphins have the best defense out of the three. The Jets put up a decent fight, but I think the edge goes to Miami just because of a few positions. And everything goes right. If the Dolphins win that division, I think Mike McDaniel gets the Wonder Boy tag on him, like Sean McVay. They hit him with the coach of the year. And I that's where I so think that comes into I, play there. I think that Mike McDaniel was a candidate last year. And if it wasn't for the end of the season, those games that they lost, it was easy to say that like Tua wasn't there or blah, blah, blah. But there was a lot of mistakes that were really obvious that the head coach. The 49ers making, and the Chargers game. There was a bunch of times that there was uh, timeouts that should have been called or mismanagement of timeouts, challenges no that were No adjustments being made. And I think that this that's is how the, they're playing us. Oh, let's keep playing our offensive game and see what happens. Like the definition of insanity is to keep doing, doing the, the same, same thing, thing exactly. expecting a different result. And that's what now they I did. Both they Mike, fixed it in Buffalo, but they just came up short. I think his defining feature uh, as a coach is his ability to adjust. It's just that he wasn't able to adjust during the season. But I, I my hope is. And I think that he's he. I wanted to say Mike. Part of me doesn't want to say him because I don't want to sound like a, a homer. But part of me also thinks that D'Amico Ryan's, if he can take the already great Texans defense from last year, and make them as elite as the San Francisco 49ers are, and bring that type of mentality to that team, everybody that's left the 49ers so far has had success. Uh, from the Jets, Sala to Mike McDaniel, D'Amico Ryan's is the next. So I think that he's going to have success. I think that he's got an opportunity. I think that if what you're saying happens, it's going to be Mike. It has to be. See, I like the D'Amico pick. My thing is, is I don't think the Texans are ultimately going to be good enough at the end of the year for him to warrant. Like, legit, he'll probably be like a nomination type guy, but I. I'd see the Texans maybe winning four or five games, and that's mostly because their offense. Like, C.J. Stroud, I he, I almost had him for, picked for my rookie of the year, but it's just they don't have any fucking weapons around him. Like, he's got Dalton Schultz and Noah Brown, which Noah Brown, the, he was legit for the Cowboys last year. He was. So many times I thought he was C.D. Lamb, but he was not. Yeah, he was not. Um... Anything, anything to add, Austin? No, he really. They're like twins, and same thing with the Rams and the number. Skoronic. Yeah, and Skoronic. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. That's like having prop bets on those guys or fantasy. Very frustrating watching those teams because you don't (laughs) know which player to cheer for yet. Like, yeah, you just got to roster both both and just hope for the best. All right, so. Coach of the year there. I think I had the best choice. So, you know, thanks, guys. (laughs) And um, all right. So MVP, Colby, who you got? Um, I mean, I think this one's pretty simple. Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP. Like, you think he goes back to back? He's the most valuable player in the league. He's whenever he doesn't have a bunch of receiver help and a bunch of help and he still puts up the most yards and the most touchdowns. Like his his option of not winning it is if Tua can like legitimately just explode and like Tyreek gets two thousand yards, but Tua puts up you know record breaking shit. Like 
that's I think the only chance. Um, but what do you think? So me and Austin are both in agreement here. We both think it's a uh, icy Joe Burrow. And my thing on that is I like the two a pick and my, I couldn't do too many asterisks like, Oh, if he's healthy, I think Tua gets MVP. Like to me, it's just, yeah, he'll be up there, but I think it's going to get to the point to where I could see Mahomes going back to back, but it, turning into like the LeBron James, Michael Jordan type thing to where they don't want these guys to win it every year. They want to keep new and invigorated interest into the league every year. So I think that's where it'll be somebody different this year, just by natural course. So for me, my pick would be Joe Burrow. Now it could be Josh Allen, but that pick bit me in the ass last year. And I think the bills are going to have a little bit of a step back this season. So that's why I picked Joe is just because I think that's where he's just you know, his trajectory is going. That's just basically the next stop for him in his career as far as, like, the awards platform goes. So if it wasn't going to be Joe for me, because it was Joe, it was going to be Lamar. And just because of what they added with Odell and, like, what they're doing over there in the Ravens, I just think that if Lamar can stay healthy and he has a good season, like, nothing can really hold that team back. Like, they have true talent whenever it gets down to football. Like, they're a scary fucking team. That's a Lamar's dark horse, not a bad like pick. worth betting. Like that's yeah. one worth just yeah. like hey, putting like a hundred bucks on. Like that's that's not a bad call, dude. I I like it. I didn't really think about it because I guess of the running quarterback thing. But he's still they added some weapons group. though on the outside, for and him this he's year got too. actual weapons. And like Rashad Odell, Bateman if is, Odell was already a serious be, guy, if Odell can come back and just be what he gave the Rams. Just didn't they five get Quentin catches, Johnson fifty too? yards. No, they drafted Quentin. Uh, no, Quentin Johnson went Chargers. to the Chargers. They drafted okay. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. That's he right. looks nice though. Fucking yeah. Speed. And apparently, him and Rashad Bateman. Apparently, the rumor is <laughs> that Zay Flowers hit a growth spurt in the off season and went from about five foot nine, five foot ten to now apparent. Uh, rumored he's sitting at about six foot one. I mean, so like that's Justin just Jefferson. Added that's Justin build. Jefferson height, six foot one. He's just added build to his body frame. So I mean, that's not unheard of for dudes to get into the league and still hit like a growth spurt. Like these dudes are still nineteen, twenty years old. They're still growing. He's um, definitely one of those guys I'm looking to pick up in the fantasy drafts. Like yeah, late. yeah. Like Zay, like I love what they did as far as trying their best to add pieces for Lamar here this offseason. Finally. So I, I like that Lamar as a dark horse pick there if you weren't going Joe. Like I said, if I didn't go Joe, I was probably going Pat. But I think like you, they're just going to want to do something different, so it's not going to shock me. Sounds like the AFC's running the NFL. Every year, bro. Yeah, the AFC is stacked. Like if you we which we did our list at the end of, you know, our podcast season before we took our break. Like the NFC list is basically 49ers and Eagles and some Cowboys sprinkled in and that's it. Like yeah. the, 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 Maybe the, the Vikings and look Lions. like they can Maybe. Maybe. And but yeah, that's maybe. the thing is like it's not hard to build a list for the NFC because you've got like four teams that you're looking at and everybody yeah. else is. Whereas trapped. AFC, it's so difficult, man. 
Broncos mm-hmm. are a dark horse team. Adding Sean Payton, having Russ, like having the all the receivers that they have, and Javonta Williams, and the offensive line they have, and their defense is sick as fuck. They were supposed to be good as fuck last year. Like people are going to devalue the players that are on the Broncos in fantasy so much. They are going to be, be a steals. whole new team. They they have Sutton and uh, Judy are so far down there. And exactly why and now that's because of how high they were taken last year Both exactly exactly uh, now which who speaking of those two players which one would you go with this year or, you don't, you don't or, Sutton judy. or judy judy he's more explosive you, just younger, so, i mean if i'm having to choose between yeah. the two of them yeah i agree i go judy yeah just because you we've watched judy last year have a 12 catch hunt almost 200 yeah, he yards he showed flashes yeah, yeah. like yeah. judy when he's healthy and he's on yeah i'm take i'll take judy but i'm also he the was factor also... i don't want either of them if i can just go a different way because yeah. i'm just unless you're i don't like teams with two wide receivers like that if they're not both elite because yeah. uh, uh, when you're looking at the Bengals, the eagles yeah. the dolphins like these teams with two number one wide receivers it doesn't matter. You can get the second guy and you're still getting production. Whereas if you're taking one of those dudes for the Broncos in fantasy terms, you're just hoping they're the one that pops off that week because it there's just it's not enough is gonna go around for both of them to have, you know, six, seven catch games there each game for them to be productive dudes. Yeah, especially with the running back they have coming out back from injury. Yeah. Now that too. uh what so, are you guys thinking for off- offensive player? Austin. I got my boy, Jamal Chase. He's I got just, Jamar which, Chase as well. Me and Austin with, are similar on a good handful of our picks here. Yeah. With with how high down. you guys have uh, Joe Burrow, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, That's you why know, they I don't, picked expectation, Jamar. If Joe expectation, wins MVP, you yeah. expect year, his wide right? receiver to win offensive player. Like, that's now, just how I went with it. I think that even if he gets 2,000 yards and he breaks the record and he does what Megatron couldn't do, that Tyreek Hill's not going to win MVP. But he was my runner he would, he would win offensive player of the year. And I think that there is... There is because he has a, There's a universe that he doesn't break 1,700 yards like he did last year, but I injury. think that's that's very low chance. Only like, going to be injury. Hill, He'll get it if he is a backup player. If there's a like, backup quarterback playing, he's still going to get it. With as much as Jalen Waddle's going to eat into him now, going into his third year and proving as a player, getting a little bit thicker, still maintaining speed. Tyreek Hill's still going to get 2,000 yards, and he's going to get Offensive Player of the Year. That's my way too early prediction. I think that that's that's too motivated to do. The only reason I didn't get take Tyreek is because I think that's the only way he wins it is if he hits 2,000 yards. Yeah, because you got to win it. Yep. Now, um, I think that there's other positions that could potentially get it. There's not really a running back like Bijan Robinson coming in and like 
you know, doing something unreal in his first year, or even Jameer Gibbs. Like, these guys could potentially win Offensive Player of the Year, but I really think it's going to be a receiver the way the NFL has been running out the last couple of years. And I think that Justin Jefferson just doesn't have a chance because he doesn't have a quarterback that's going to be able to get it to him enough. Like, <clears throat> well, the off- Offensive Player of the Year has basically become, like, MVP for non-quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. My super dark horse for player of the year would be Garrett Wilson. Boy, well, That's said super dark horse. That's I'm not mad at dark horse. Um, I, I, I think like that him. a lot of people are going to like that. A lot of people are valuing Garrett Wilson really, really, really highly right now. Now, mm-hmm. last year was his rookie year. So he's got that sophomore potential to slump. Well, yeah. He's super motivated as a player. I doubt that he slumps. I think that he's probably a little bit overvalued on fantasy for me right now, just a tad because he's going over he's really not. veterans. You can, just for me, you know how much I like veterans. You know how much I want to see someone I have get a that. sample size and do it before I'm willing to take that risk on him. If I can get Justin guess. Jefferson and <clears throat> Garrett Wilson, I'm fucking set because you can get him at one and then scoop the other. But then yeah, you're see, fucked at running back, bro. But then you can't do something my, like my that. My one thing with Garrett yeah, Wilson, but... I just look into, like, I think he's going to produce, and I love that as, like a like you said, you know, it's a dark horse pick. But my thing is, is how much does the relationship with Alan Lazard cut into what Garrett Wilson would possibly be able to give you? I see like, that. You... Garrett Wilson, I see him being the dude, like, between the 20s, getting the long pass, stuff like that. But once they get in the red zone... That's where you go to the guys you trust, and that's where I think Alan Lazard becomes more of a go-to target. So then you're looking at a lot of touchdowns that should probably go Garrett Wilson's way. Don't know. now I could be wrong because Aaron Rodgers he's an elite quarterback. He's a professional. He's going to do I think what it, he wants it to comes do. down to to one simple thing, right? If Aaron is there for training camp and is able to build that rapport and cares enough about that side of it then it's going to fucking happen. Last year, what he did with Christian uh, Watson and uh, Romeo Dobbs was huge. And it was huge for their game. Like, they were able to come in and Dubs started off and then Christian Watson blew up in the end. And between the two of them, he had a fucking great rookie receiver. Like, if he just had one person there. So if he can do just that with Garrett Wilson, I think that that's everything. Well, that's the thing. That that you got to tune into uh, the Jets little thing they have on YouTube. He he is talking to Garrett Wilson like I haven't seen talent like this in the league in a, in a long time, like since Devontae Adams type shit. Nice. That's so, dope. That's what you, know. you want to hear. Now, Defensive Player of the Year is a totally different monster. And oh I honestly, I think that everyone's going to pick someone close to their team a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go first. I picked Nick Bosa for a simple reason. I think it's gonna be an edge rusher, because it generally is, and I think that he's the best edge rusher on the best defense right now. Like he is what makes San Francisco them. Uh, he had 15 sacks last year. If he puts up 20 plus sacks, I think that he easily walks away with it. Now you guys disagree with me because you guys are both fanned up together trying to yeah i don't gang know up how on it happened. or something we, like our <laughs> our list it, it's insane yeah it's right we both here, went with yeah micah parsons you know austin's representing <laughs> over here 
my reasoning was because like what you said typically goes to the best pass rusher and i think and i told i said it last year if micah parsons did not play outside linebacker half the time versus defensive end full-time like nick bosa he would have won defensive player of the year like it's things like that don't matter but they him being at linebacker took away a lot of pass rushing opportunities for him so i think that's that's why i went with micah this year is because with him switching to defensive end full-time i think that's where he's going to get a just cause a lot of havoc on the on the quarterback this year well that's where i'm gonna stop you there my man isn't just playing defensive end uh so you said defensive player of the year He's going to play eight positions this year on the defense. So stay eight positions. That's he, my Michael issue. Parsons is the defense. That's why I think that he's not going to win the award. Uh, it's because he's going to have his stats are going to be so broad. If you look at all of them, they're going to be mediocre in like each yeah. category because of he's mediocre in every category. Like that's unbelievable, but I don't think that that's going to equal defensive player of the year i think that nick bosa having 18 or 20 sacks with a bunch of hurries and forced fumbles and all that stuff that he's going to be able to pull off if micah parsons you like justin that, was saying if he was just gonna be putting his hand in the dirt or rushing from the outside i think that he would win it i'm with justin and i think that justin thinking what I'm thinking, he might change it now because I I don't think. No, I'm he... not going to change it because all the reports that I've seen have said that Micah Parsons is set to play more of a defined defensive end role this season. With like, on the other side of they uh, don't D-Law? want. Yes, they don't like... want to move him around as much because they want to be able to you know get that. You make him comfortable more in one position. Yeah. So like, and I believe they added a couple linebackers this off season. They drafted a linebacker out of Michigan, didn't they? Like, so, I mean, they, they're adding those pieces there to allow Micah more as just a specific pass rushing role. Like, yes, he's great at like everything else he does, but he is elite at rushing the passer. So which is the most asking important thing who, about defense. What do I want him doing? I want him rushing the passer 40 to 45 times a game. Like, that's all I want you doing. Make that quarterbacks, they have. Exactly. Like just he knows you're coming every time. Do not give him a break. And Micah Parsons has the kind of motor, especially where he's young in his career right now, to fuck fuck it, dude. Just let him loose. Straight up. I mean, he's gonna havoc on offensive lines. If he puts his hand in the dirt, I still think Nick Bosa is probably the best pass rushing. Like uh, if I was gonna like go into a laboratory and make a person that was a pass rusher, I think it would be Nick Bosa. And it, I would, Mike I would create Miles Garrett. If we're just going like in a <laughs> laboratory, it would be Miles Garrett. So hearing Mike McDaniels talk about Nick Bosa and how this dude's like walking around doing like pass rush moves on like the hand sanitizer stations and like he lives pass rushing. I think that that's what's going to translate. That's why I have him um, so high on my list. Now but he won it last year. <clears throat> back to back. So, so I mean, offensive it's not rookie, like an off the wall I think pick. 
is where uh, I'm going to disagree with so many people, but I'm going to let you guys go first. That boy AR-15. Uh, is he, I don't know if he's wearing 15 this year, but Anthony No, nah, he's wearing five. Yeah, okay, AR-5. He going to come out hot and swinging. And he wanted he to get away from team. the AR-15 nickname. Man, he sucks for that, but we'll forgive him. <laughs> well, that's you know, gun fuck. laws in America, school shootings. Oh, that's why wow. he did that. Well, that's why he did that because, like, so many school shootings were happening, especially in, like, Florida and stuff, and he went to, you know, UF. And so he was just like, I'm not real. I don't want the AR-15. Like, he didn't want to copyright respect, it, nothing respect. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, he went to number Makes five. Sense. So, yeah. Now, Justin, are you jumping on this train as well? Do you think that the youngest quarterback? It's, for me, it's the Shane Steichen offense. You're getting the Jalen Hurt style offense for a more athletic and stronger, stronger armed Jalen Hurt style quarterback. Also, a much bigger like. To, it's the Cam Newton effect. Like Anthony Richardson to me, he's going to be a very popular pick in fantasy. Like I think he's the type Very. of guy that to where yeah, I'm picking if you see these dudes passing much. early on on like Lamar, Pat, like Josh Allen, these dudes up that get taken too early at quarterback, he's going to be one of those dudes that fly off in like the sixth or seventh round before you expect him to because somebody's just going to say fuck it and they're just going to jump on him. And then they're going to take somebody like Ryan Tannehill behind him. It's just like a safe Well, that's, that's stupid because uh... – Will Levis is coming through looking like the best quarterback in that trio. See, what I've heard of reports is Malik Willis has been outperforming Will Levis in camp so far, at least in the rookie camps that they had. However, Malik Willis is still looking like the odd man out because he was not a first-round draft pick or a second round. Well, no, he was third. So Will Levis was still the higher-round draft pick, so he's more money. I just don't want to see Tannehill suited up out there. They're paying him it. way too much, and nobody's yeah. going to take on his contract. Hell no. Washington should have. So I think that that's all good and fun, but I think that Jameer Gibbs is going to stand behind the best offensive line in football, and I think he's going to put up Zeke-like numbers. Uh, everyone remembers Zeke's rookie year. He was the rushing champ. I don't think that Jameer Gibbs is necessarily the rushing champ. I think that, honestly, instead of Zeke-like numbers, it's more accurate to say Austin Eckler-like numbers. Yeah, He's going to receive so fucking much. And they're going to be afraid of him running the ball so fucking much. I think that the offensive, like the offensive um, success for the Lions is going to sit entirely on Jameer Gibbs' shoulders. They traded away their best running back because they believed that Jameer Gibbs was going to be able to be the guy. I think that he is going to be the guy. I'm fucking so excited to take him in fantasy. I think that people are oh, going to yeah. be jumping on Bijan so fucking early. First round, he's going to go. I know. Which is crazy because of that Falcons backfield that they have. My only Which, thing I mean, with Jameer is how much is David Montgomery going to steal touchdowns from him? Like, yeah, he's going to get you PPR. He's going to be awesome. He's going to, yes. like you said, Austin Eckler type shit. But you're going to lose so much value as far as what he's able to put up on the scoreboard just because David Montgomery is coming in to be the Jamal Williams this year. And if they're inside the 20, that's who's getting the ball. 
no one is as good at being Jamal Williams as fucking Jamal Williams. So the fact that he's not there is a step up. Like, I've been dealing with Jamal Williams since I got Aaron Jones. And, like, the dude is a fucking vulture. He is the vulture. 15 fucking touchdowns last year that DeAndre Swift could have had, but didn't. So, I think that it David Montgomery was supposed to be a three-down back, and he isn't. So, he's only going to be as valuable as he's capable of being. I think that Jameer Gibbs, if he shows the value in like the pass, then they're going to be using that a lot inside the 20. I think that the other thing is that no one wants to give any uh, respect to the quarterback um, for the Lions. And for the life of me, I can't even think of his name because I guess I don't even want to give Jared any Goff. respect. Jared Come you. on now. He had a solid-ass season last but year. But what give I'm trying to say is that he had. Kirk Cousins. No, no. He showed the ability to make the throw, bro. He showed the ability to make the touchdown. Kirk makes To it clutch throw. it up. He doesn't Just clutch not it after up. one. Just not after one. Beating Aaron Rodgers in the final game so that they don't get to go to the fucking playoffs. It's pretty fire. That, that was huge. I think that... That was clutch. I think the Lions are going to be a scary-ass team. I mean, you have the their head coach as coach of the year. I think that they could end up taking a lot more than just offensive rookie and coach of the year if they come like everyone's expecting them to. They're my Super Bowl pick, baby. So, the NFC. defensive rookie of the year, just to minus any suspense, we're all in agreement on Will Anderson Jr., my my reasoning was D'Amico Ryan's defense, not just because he was the first defensive guy taken, but because of the defensive system and the defensive coach that he's going to have. And they have him as an edge. He's going to be rushing a lot. So if he's given a, an area to succeed, like if he's given the space that he needs to make plays, they also had the best coverage last year in the fucking, like, the whole NFL, they had like the least amount of um, touchdowns given up by their cornerbacks. Like they had some of the best coverage in the NFL. It was the rest of their defense that sucked ass. So D'Amico Ryan should be able to fix that. I think coverage sacks are a possibility even. Yeah, the one dark horse for me as a backup plan was, was Christian Gonzalez. No. Christian so I, Jalen Carter would be a great. My only thing is that that how Eagles many defense has defense, so many dudes. But if he's able, because of if, all the space that he gets to be, if a he were to be star, able to stand out oh, and above all man. of those guys they have, then yeah, he absolutely. I, I looked would. at Christian but Gonzalez was Christian too just for the because lines. you know Amat Sauce Gardner won it last year, and I was yep. also thinking maybe some Devin Witherspoon, but I just don't think his game lends to enough stats. That's going to be able to be brought. So are we giving, are we giving no love to Joey like Porter Jr.? So I looked at him for a moment and then I thought Steelers first year, they don't like to play rookies at all. They're going to because of how good he is and the lineage that he has, but they don't like to. So like, I, I think that they're going to hold him back some. From yeah. He won't be a starting like corner. That. He'll be a rotational guy. Yeah. Now come next year. 
I think that that everything gets opened up. That's how they are. That's how it was with Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree didn't do shit his rookie year. Second, third year, he was fucking unbelievable. Fourth year, he played to the point where he got paid way too much by Tennessee. Now, comeback player of the year um, is hard because until we're halfway through the season, we really have no idea who's coming back. Like, are they just as ass as they were last year? Do they get hurt it's again? It's a tough like, one. This is, there's a lot. So uh, who do you guys got? I got that boy, Brees Hall. I mean, we saw him fucking lightning in a bottle and then just gone. I know you I know you dealt with it in fantasy. Man, everyone did. It shocked the nation. Brees, I think Brees, Brees Hall was – he was almost my He's pick. young enough. He's young he enough was so and strong to enough me. to just bounce back. Yeah. Same thing with your pick. Now, yeah, Colby, go ahead with yours. So I went Javonta Williams uh, for the exact same reason. He only played four games, 52 snaps last year. Whenever he comes back and is a top three guy, that's enough for him to win. Comeback he saw that year. he's capable of that. And he was he was going to be the enough. best running back last year. Brees Hall was, was going to be the second or third best, but Javonta Williams was going to be the best last year. And didn't because of injury. So I think that's why. And he came out of North Carolina. That's wild. Right. So I I like that pick as well. Like I if you know if he's able to, which I think he probably will in Sean Payton's offense, just get the ball enough. Like very solid pick. Mine, I took Tua, and that was the whole Mike McDaniel thing. If Tua stays healthy and he's able to, you know, but my whole thing is too, I don't know, like he's able, he's on the, like the top leaders as far as guys to bet for comeback player of the year. Makes I just, sense. I just, he only, he missed seven games. So it's like at that aspect, wouldn't Dak also be a candidate for comeback player of the year? Yeah, Granted, Dak finished well the season. Is. He's he's a candidate, but I think that Dak wouldn't necessarily win it because of like. He well, see, Dak. that's what I'm saying though. Is like I don't know Tua. if Tua necessarily missed enough time to so where he should Tua, warrant consideration, but he did miss the end of the year. He so he technically like, would be coming back. He had like 3,400 yeah. yards. <laughs> he had less than 30 touchdowns, uh, and he had like uh, less than 10 interceptions. Right. If the man goes for like 35, 40 touchdowns with 4,500 yards and five picks, like that is a candidate for comeback player of the year. But that's what it's going to require. He's going to have to be a top five, barely, you know, I think top five guy. I think he's not I mean, a top Gino five. came, Gino won it, and all he came back from was a punch in the jaw like four years ago. So, I mean. Yeah, Gino, Gino hasn't been a starter for a long time. I think that Gino was. Uh, the exception that proves the rule for like comeback player of the year, everyone wanted. I mean, who the fuck else are you going to give it to than Gino from last Saquon year? Saquon and Christian McCaffrey would have. I would have gave it to Christian McCaffrey. Like that's just me personally. Just as like it mostly specifically on the fact of if you look at the 49ers record once they got Christian McCaffrey, yeah, they didn't lose a game until the NFC Championship, and that's right because. All of their, their, quarterbacks. Lost their quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think Javonta Williams is is not something that a lot of people are going to think of. Uh, I think that because he plays for the Broncos. I think that as well, though, if the Broncos end up having a fucking great year 
and a lot of it's played behind him, that that's going to be a really good storyline for him to get now, consideration. The favorite and the overwhelming favorite is Damar Hamlin to win which it I fucking at minus hate, three. Which my thing is, is I get it. What the fuck is he is if he is a starter for the Bills. Yeah, if he's some like, elite If he's player, a starter for the Bills. But he wasn't even a starter last and year. And has like, a good season. Like, and that's where, like, I, I'm with you here. Like, because I see where your brain, like, where the wheels are turning. Like, I yeah. get the story. I understand all that. The dude almost lost his fucking life. But, like, we're acting like the dude, like, snapped his neck. And an angel touched him. And he was one of the top players in the league already. And he's coming back this season looking to be a starter and he's going to looking to like actually make a huge impact. Like my thing is, is like you said, he wasn't even a starter last year. If he's not a starter on the team this year, I don't understand. Like he would win it. He would win, win it specifically on the whole story aspect of it. Like the NFL just wants to have a feel good story, which that's like, kind of harsh to say but it's true uh he was drafted in the fucking sixth round guys like i i i understand that where's where's he at on the bill's depth chart like that's my like where was he on the bill's depth chart last year he played for them some but like that was probably like all right i i mean we can pff it and see how many snaps he had last year but i know that he didn't put up a bunch of like stats he's not because the Bengals game was the Bengals game was what like week like 15 like the Bengals game was deep in the season when he like got hurt and stuff yeah it was only the last games of the season I mean it's just a great story it's gonna be you know that he was able to come back and actually that's what it is it's that he can actually play from coming back from an injury like that that he didn't step away from the sport and shit like that. Like, that's what people are going to respect. But, I mean, you guys have valid points that, like, it, you should give it to the player that's performing the best after give, coming from an injury like that. Odell Beckham could be considered a comeback player of the year if he puts up a great season. Yeah, I can't even find him on the cornerbacks list. Uh, was he a cornerback or is he a safety? He's a corner. Corn, so... Oh, he's he was listed as free safety. So I think he's just like a roaming DB because he was listed last year yeah. as Micah Hyde's backup. Makes sense of why his injury was the way it was. He's roaming, so coming he's down like hard a nickel like roaming. But that's my thing is like it, if he does win it, like it's legit, like a feel good story. My thing is him being minus three hundred. There's no value in that because number one, if he does win it, it's minus 300. What are you betting exactly. on that? But number yeah. two is I see you get halfway through the season and he's not even on the board because he's not playing enough to actually warrant consideration. So it's exactly. a wasted bet. He's, it's, it's a total um, trap right now. Like, Which, like I said, it's kind of harsh to get into, but it's the reality. Like, I mean, it's, it's come on, bro. Like, we're we're glad you're alive. We're glad you made it and everything like that. But it was a freak hit to the chest that happens almost to everybody at some point in the game. Like, it just happened. And didn't he have like a heart condition beforehand? 
like in the hit of the so. chest just kind of like extenuated it like yeah so okay so that was our way too early uh predictions i think that there's a likelihood that at least one of those is correct on one of our lists that like i mean we were pretty on point and we kind of went with like a pretty... i feel good about a few of mine yeah. i feel good about a few but i also I felt think... that way last year and I, I think to be Ryan's is a is a bit of a stretch, uh, but I think that it's also very. Come on, he was definitely in my in the runner ups. I, I I think it's a stretch just because the Texans have to have a really good team, and they haven't for so long. That like, are we really expecting a total culture shift? But I am. I think I said earlier, San Francisco, uh, every Sala, Mike McDaniel, everyone that's come from there so far, they've had immediate success. Uh, they've had teams buying into them because of where they came from. So I think that's enough. I agree. Yeah, I'm brother. trying to find. I can't. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to find it. I was trying to find where we would be able to. Uh... I wanted to see if I could find our lists for last year. At the beginning of the season when we picked our winning awards just to see yeah, how yeah. accurate we were. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the podcast that we put out there. What you do, we'll bring it up on the next We'll one. give an update. Yeah, we'll give an update next week. So, next week, same time, same place, 8.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we are going to be, during the season, uh, recording live the podcast uh, on Mondays at 8.30. So, we're going to... It's going to be a live reaction to the game because the game will be playing uh, while we're recording. Just not like we're going to show the game because we don't want to get canceled yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, we don't want to get canceled yet. So we got to make sure we're good on the legalities and all the, you know, copyright stuff. Hide the logos. Like Hide the logos. No, yeah. I see, care. I don't see. That's my thing is I, I, I from what I know, I think YouTube's more about like the audio. Like, just don't play music you don't have the rights exactly. to. Like, I don't know. So, well, well it's going to be trying. one of our jobs to figure that out. So we'll figure that out. Unless somebody hey, else if, knows, then you know, just hit us up and let us know how to run it. And hey, if we get well, blocked, you know, we get blocked. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But hey, Don't also, you, you know, if there's anybody out phone. there that you know is you, you're good at editing, good at producing video and audio, and you know, getting podcasts put up and stuff like that, hit us up. You know, because you know we would appreciate the help, and we'll we'll honestly, you know, we'll help you with your services. Also. Shout out to uh, the co the cousins over there, their mother. So this episode and all the episodes, this podcast is brought to you by Tulsi Rose Tea. Go to TulsiRoseTea.com if you've got a little tea fix. I'm going to tell you, I've had the cotton candy and it's absolutely phenomenal. My I'm new favorite some, actually is you your throw daughter, some ice in that. Everly's, the tropical. Uh, tropical. We haven't tried Bro, that yet. It is my favorite. Like it is my new favorite. I might have to have it every day. I and she's running out of it, so that sucks. And this isn't just a fake plug. Like we actually do enjoy the teas. We're not tea people, but we'll drink them because to me it tastes like juice. So it it's it, and it's, it's healthy good. juice. It's super so TulsiRoseTea.com, and that's where you can you know get all your orders there sent to you, shipping all of that for you done, and you know we'll see you guys next week. Like Colby said, eight thirty Mondays live in your Peace. ear goodbye